Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. What's going on, Love Tribe? 
Welcome to ID Podcast, where we interview the world's leading relationship, dating, marriage, and self-help experts. Whether you're single, dating, married, or struggling in a relationship, we're here to help give you the tools to succeed. And today we have Lisa Copeland on the show, and Lisa is a leading internationally recognized expert and dating coach for women over 50, but everything she has to say applies to people of all ages. And Lisa also regularly contributes to the Huffington Post, and her website, findaqualityman.com, was named one of the top five online dating service websites by The Examiner. So Lisa has a lot of experience in the dating world, and today we dive into all things dating, from how to build an online profile, because so many people today that are dating are probably finding their dates online, whether it's Tinder for the uh, sort of quick, what is it, swipe left, swipe right, or to the more intricate match.com and websites like that. And it's kind of funny just talking to Lisa and getting this information, Sarah and I, we met almost, what, eight years ago? Nine. Nine years ago, and we met in the the original Tinder, which I would say is, is the bar. <laughs> we met in a bar, and it was kind of, I, this kind of makes me feel old, but it was before online dating was really big. Certainly, Tinder was not even a thought, and it's just funny thinking about it. And it was hard to meet people back then. We were both in college. So you had your circle of friends, but it wasn't nearly what it is today with online dating. So Lisa has some really important advice for building your online profile, but then also understanding what it is you're looking for when you're dating and how that can be the problem when you're having bad dating relationships. You're looking for the wrong things. And Lisa tells us how to identify the wrong things you're looking for and avoid them, find the right person. Yeah. I think if you are continually dating the same type and just wondering why is the same thing happening to me over and over again? Why am I meeting the same type of guy and the same situations are, are happening? Well, Lisa gives some really great advice on how to prevent that from happening. So uh, listen to hear more on that subject. And hope you guys are enjoying our intro from the hip abduction and the songs that we play at the end of the show. Uh, We really appreciate them letting us use their music. We're friends with a couple of guys in the band and they have some really great sounds. And today we are going to play you out with Children of the Sun from their self-titled album. And hope you guys enjoy that. And as always, we appreciate you guys so much for listening. That does help support us because the more you listen, the more we are visible on iTunes. So we appreciate it. But if you would like to help contribute, you can do so through Amazon.com. We get a small percentage from everything you buy. Nothing comes from you. So we would greatly appreciate it, especially with the holidays coming around. If you're buying anything on Amazon, think of us. Also, audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. Um, we have tons of recommended books from many, many interviews that we have, and they're all on our website. So if you're looking for a relationship book, pop on over to our website at idopodcast.com and check out all the different resources that we have on there. And there's got to be one that you find that is on Audible. And lastly, patreon.com. 
you can support us for less than $2 a day. And that helps us with editing, uh, website hosting, and even a babysitter for our daughter, Stella. So we appreciate you guys so much. And thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. So we've given our listeners a little overview of what you do. So take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Great. Okay, Chase. So um, who am I? Well, I am an expert in over 50s dating. I wasn't always. I used to do really dumb, dumb things when it came to dating and making mistakes as we all do. But I learned from each and every one of them. And I feel I've gone through so many experiences. And they've really helped me when it comes to helping women attract and meet the love of their life, especially after 50. Although everything we'll be talking about today is applicable to every age group. And I just really made crazy mistakes, which we'll talk about because I know we're going to talk about some of the mistakes that um, women make when it comes to dating. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you said, like so many things we talk about on the show, they really apply to both sexes and to all ages. You know, yeah. And and a lot of these things are, they're kind of timeless. So uh, yeah, let's definitely zero in and let's start with talking about some of the major mistakes that maybe you made or that you see with your clients when dating. I think one of the biggest mistakes is most people go after their so-called type. And because of that, they can't see other, we'll talk about women in this instance, they can't see other men who would be a good fit for them. And what happens that they don't realize is that if their type was really good for them, they would be with their type right now. And what happens is when we're getting into relationships, we think it's about falling in love. And some of that is it's hormonal bonding that happens. But the hardest part of sustaining a relationship, as the two of you know, is falling in like, that you have to be in like with someone. And the biggest mistake is, is people go for the love. They find that once they're in the relationship, they're making the, they found the same guy, different clothes, different hair, but it's really basically the same man that they were with. And it comes from the fact that we often deal with issues from family of origin that we didn't work out. So the way I figured this out was I kept dating men who were kind of narcissistic. They all had an issue that I had, and that was abandonment because my mother nearly died when I was nine. So I had, I sat down after my second marriage ended. I was married twice, once for 24 years and once for two, and a relationship in between. And I sat down because I felt like such a failure at dating and meeting men. And I wrote out characteristics of all these men. And that's how I came up with who I was attracted to. It was a very intelligent, somewhat narcissistic man who had been abandoned because I had to work out my abandonment issues from when my mother nearly died. So 
what happens is, is we choose people that we have to work issues out with. It's really not totally about love. It's really about healing core issues. And I see it all the time. You know what I mean by all this? Does this make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it it's so true. It's like people think that there's a certain type that they like and you almost have this unconscious sort of preconceived idea of this is a type of guy or girl that I want to be with. And mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, if if maybe you had a healthy sort of background and like you said, family of origin, that may very well be the right person for you. But we're talking about people struggling in dating. So if you're not happy in relationships or you continually have these same things go on, it's probably because like you said, you're seeking out the wrong type. But it, I think it's so true that we don't really question these things. We just kind of assume, okay, I'm attracted to him or her and, or that's the kind of person, you know, I'm looking for. And I think, like you said, you got to really look at yourself and, and think about what it is you're actually attracted to and maybe the real reason uh, that's coming about. Yeah. And in fact, I think one of the biggest mistakes men and women make is going out there and dating the second a relationship has ended because what they're going to do is definitely reattract the same person because they have to finish the healing process. Once I became aware of this abandonment issue, especially that I was continuously attracting, I was able to heal it and I helped clients heal their issues as well. And then I was able to attract really great men, totally different types of men who in the past I wouldn't have been attracted to because you can walk into a room, if you're a woman you or a man, and you walk into a room and there's 100 people of the opposite sex in there. 99 might be fantastic for you, but the one person who has that issue is going to be who you're going to energetically be drawn to. That is going to be your type until you have a recognition of it that this is who you're always attracted to, but they really aren't good for you. Or like you said, and I said before, you would be with them. So it's, that's a big mistake people make. Absolutely. And so what would you recommend to our listeners who may have just gone through a breakup and they want to not date that same type again? Are there any steps that they could follow through to find the right type? Yes, I, I do this in depth with clients one-on-one, -on -one, but I do have a book on Amazon that describes a lot of this, and it's called The Winning Dating Formula for Women Over 50. Anyone can use it. So the formula is in there. It's called Creating a Quality Man Template, and it comes, um, what, what I have clients do is we look at the patterns that they've been attracted to. You want to sit down. This is what I did after my second marriage. I sat down and I wrote the characteristics of the men I was always attracted to. And that's how it came up. I wrote personality characteristics, physical traits, emotional traits financial traits, all these different things. And then after I was done, I went back in and I took a yellow highlighter and I looked to see what was in common. Now, when I work with clients, a lot, a big common thing that comes up is they're attracted to men that are emotionally unavailable. And that's because they've usually had a parent that wasn't there for them 
or there are addiction issues because of addiction issues within family of origin as well. It's often just a replaying out. So you have to look at this when you create what I call a pattern chart to see what it is you're attracted to. And I tell women, do not try and do this in your head. Write it out because you can't see it in your head. You can only see it literally in black and white, either on a computer or on paper with pen, which is, I know, old school. But sometimes it's really the easiest way to do something like this. Yeah, it's so true. Like you can sit there and go through your head and I'm sure people in this situation have. But until you really put it on paper, examine it, really get introspective, that's when you're going to sort of have see these glaring problems and then hopefully be able to address them. Um, on that note, so you've, you've written down these qualities of the people that you're dating and it, that it, it continues to fail and you're finding, you're highlighting the, the common themes. How would you identify maybe the things that are healthy that you are looking at and then Obviously, like you said, the emotional unavailability is probably not something you want. But how can someone be like, okay, this is what I've been doing. This is what I think I want. I find what is really going to be the best for me, what I, what I really should want. It really takes some digging. And I do, when I work with private clients, I do know the questions to ask to dig a little deeper. But when you look up your emotional issues that happened in your childhood, if you can label some of those, like a parent was unavailable or for me, you know, a parent was sick or uh, a parent had an addiction or a parent had this, that's a good way to go in. Uh, If you have a parent that was not there for you, a way of oftentimes recognizing that is you're an overgiver. Because you're giving for love because you didn't get enough of it as a child. A lot of women do this because we were taught to be such amazing nurturers. But we overgive because we want someone to love us, desperately love us, because we just didn't get it. And what ends up happening is we attract men that uh, love that overgiving in the beginning. They think it's the most amazing thing having someone take care of them. But over time, they feel smothered and the person doing the overgiving feels resentful because they're giving like 90% and they're tired and they want someone to give to them. That's a big problem that happens for many. And I hear that a lot from the women I work with is this overgiving. It's so important to look at our past. And we had uh, Dr. David Rico on the show and he specializes and wrote a book on uh, when the past affects our relationships. And that was in on that episode, we talked more about in a current relationship that might be healthy, but how these things still come up. And it's so true that you need to sort of write these things down, examine how you received love from your mom and dad, whether it was sufficient or maybe there was no receiving of love because there wasn't any there. And a lot of times that's how, we are going to receive love from our partner or seek if you're dating um, someone that you think is going to complete you um, the right way and show you the, the right kind of attention. Right. It feels very comfortable. This person feels like we've lived with them our entire life or known them 
our entire life the second that we meet them because we have literally and especially during those years of uh, emotional development that's what we lived with so they feel safe to us but they aren't really safe for us and it's funny because a lot of times people that are struggling and dating I think the mentality is like man there's just no good girls out there there's just no good guys out there and it's because they're attracting the wrong ones you know it's 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 like it's not them it's you so i would encourage our listeners that may be struggling and dating or finding a healthy relationship that don't think that it's everyone else and and sort of take the time to get introspective and figure out why you are attracting these kinds of people um does that is that something you find with your clients to be true Definitely. You know, I did a funny thing this morning. We actually cannot see other people. That's part of the problem unless we have an awareness of it. So you could be missing the love of your life but you because you can't see them. And this morning I was walking my dog and I'm looking at the same walk I take every single day. And I decided, I think I'm missing things and I'm going to I'm going to look for this. So I decided I was going to look for things that were the color blue. Now, when you're walking outside, there's a ton of greens where I live. There's grass. We don't have the leaves on the trees anymore, but there's grass everywhere still. There's no snow yet. I was shocked at how much blue there was. And then I switched to the color red, and I was shocked how much red there was. That was a perfect example of we have on blinders, excuse me, we have on blinders so we can only see certain men or certain women because of this. And it takes expanding. It takes recognizing who you're always seeing, which when I was going outside, I was seeing houses and trees. And it takes expanding to see other things, which today was looking for red and blue colors. I love that analogy. It's like when you get... (laughs) I find if you're looking uh, for a new car or you get a new car and then mm-hmm. suddenly you see that car everywhere <laughs> when you're on the road, right. uh, it's a similar <laughs> uh, thing going on. And, and it's important, you know, bringing the analogy back to what we're talking about, that if you, you know, finding out what it is that you need to be seeking it, that's healthy and, and avoiding the, the unhealthy things that have been reoccurring, um, and using that sort of brain shift to, to be like, okay, I want to be more like you were more aware of the color blue. I want to be more aware of attracting someone who is caring in, in a good communicator instead of the bad things that, that you were attracting. Right. What we want sometimes we're not able to draw to us because we don't have it inside ourselves. I've always said that that significant other should be your the icing on your cake, that you need to be the cake, and they compliment you. Many times we're looking for somebody to, compl- to compensate for what we're missing, and we can't attract what we're missing. So one of the greatest things I also have clients do is write down the qualities that you want in a man, and then take a look and see if you have them. When I first did this, I was really surprised at a couple of the things I wanted that I was actually weak in or didn't have. And I had to work on that to shift that. 
it's um, we are always a work in progress. And most people think, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put a profile online. But we have to work on ourselves first before we ever go out there and date. And then we keep working on ourselves as we're finding love, attracting it, and keeping it. That's one thing that we continually hear a lot is how important it is to love yourself and work on yourself to be able to have a healthy and happy relationship with somebody else. Right. I think that's so key to anything. If you don't feel good about yourself or if you're perfectionistic in terms of you pick yourself apart or you pick people apart so they can't pick you apart first, it's very hard to attract someone that will accept you because you're not in that vibration. You're in a vibration of not being enough. So you'll attract someone that will reflect that to you. And that's another problem with dating. You mentioned online dating. So obviously this day and age, that is probably a a very common way people are meeting in that has its pitfalls as well. So in relating this to online dating, I think maybe can you expand on maybe setting up your profile in a way to attract the right kinds of people? Sure. Well, I think profiles, people don't realize that profiles are really about getting someone to notice you online or someone getting someone to want to contact you online. That's it. They're not supposed to be books about who you are, what your baggage is. Many times when people have baggage, they give it away actually in their profile. They'll make statements like nobody who has an anger issue or nobody who's an alcoholic or nobody who is um, has no job or nobody who has this or that can contact me. And the reason for that is because they've had a bad experience with someone just like that. When women first come to me and we're working on their profiles after we've worked on them and who they want, but when we're working on their profiles and I look at them, I will say to them, did you have this issue? And they always say, how did you know? Well, I know how to identify it. That's how I know, but men do too. And so do other women. So a profile basically is just telling a little bit about who you are, a little bit about you, a little bit about who you want, and maybe create a fun story that you can imagine yourself and this person in together, and then say something like, if this sounds like you, I hope you'll write, or I hope you'll contact me. Yeah, Sarah and I met in the original uh, Tinder or Match.com, the bar. (laughs) So we we didn't have the experiences of of dating online, but I'm sure, and I know for a fact, of friends that have used it, and it's pretty interesting because it's probably, I'd love to see some statistics, but more common than than traditional means of of meeting a a, a partner or or a marriage, a lot of times and. So navigating that space is is important to sort of understand and, and bring these things in and and it can sort of eliminate the the wrong kinds of people real fast. We had um David Essel on and he has this thing called machete dating where you just sort of cut through all the BS and you get down to to the right kind of person. So having someone that has the values 
right. of, of that you have is super important. So in your profile, I would imagine it's super important to make sure your your values are clear. Now, maybe you don't have to shout them, you know, at the top of the profile, but certainly don't try to go on a date with someone that those values don't match up. Right. When we, well, that also applies back to, we talked about that pattern chart before and qualities I mentioned before. I have women create a whole, what I call quality man template, which is in that book I mentioned, the winning dating formula for women over 50 on Amazon. And the thing about it is you got to be clear on who you want and what will make you happy and values are a very important thing, as is how you want to feel around someone. The downfall of online dating are two things. Number one is we see someone's picture and we tell a story about who they are without really knowing them. In real life, Chase, when you and Sarah met, you actually got to not only see someone, how they looked, you got to know their personality, Online dating is a one-dimensional way to get to know someone. So we tell a story about who the person is based on the picture. And then when we meet them, what happens is the story, the person doesn't match the story we created about them. And then we think they've lied to us or betrayed us in some way. And that's why you always hear people say, everyone's dishonest online. I think, yes, some people are dishonest, but I think the biggest dishonesty comes from us telling a story about who someone is before they, before we meet them. And that's a huge problem. It's really important. I always emphasize to my clients, go on a date to have fun. Now, one of the biggest advantages of over 50s dating that is very different from dating when you're younger, over 50, you're not out there looking for someone to make children with. It's a whole different way of dating. When you're over 50, it's about companionship, about fun, maybe marriage, maybe not, maybe living with someone, maybe not. There are tons and tons of options that when you're younger aren't even coming into play. When you're younger, you're building your uh, world. You're, You're meeting, you're marrying, you're having kids, dogs, houses, cats, jobs, friends. When you do this again in your 50s and 60s, you are actually looking for a partner for fun and someone who can emotionally be there for you. Everyone's really different at this age than they were when they were younger. So some people that might not be good romantic partners could make amazing friends. I'm sure with regardless of the age, you'll still find clients who are telling that story of who they want that person to be or who they, who that picture looks like to them. Um, so how do you, what do you, how do you recommend somebody not doing that? Like telling them the story of who they want that person to be or who they think that person is. One of the greatest ways to do it is really when you go on the date, just observe who the person is and Just observe when you're reading their profile. Be set an intention of, I'm going to read this profile and not create a story about this person. I remember doing it when I was in my 40s and first dating. I remember seeing profiles of men and I thought, oh my God, maybe I could be the next Mrs. So-and-so. 
oh my God, I had no clue who these guys even were. And I'm already picturing like Cinderella, you know, a Cinderella story that Prince Charming story. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I remember when I, I, after that 24 year marriage, I thought, okay, my Prince Charming is going to come. He's going to swoop me up. He's going to pay for everything. I can keep my own money and we're never going to argue. This is like how unrealistic I am. You know, it was like, okay. And so I was telling stories based on fairy tales then, which is really something a lot of women do anyway. We grew up on fairy tales. We want someone to, to you know, take us into the land of happily ever after. And, you know, it's, a, it's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> it is, yeah. I can I can see how, I mean, like Chase said, we never did the online dating, but I can definitely see how, how women and I'm sure men do it too. They kind of create that reality and and make it their own and not really, uh, I guess, wake up from that fairy tale and, and face reality. So a great thing to do is just to write down some things you see in their profile and their pictures, just some observations. He's handsome. He's, got a nice job, he drives a car, or he has kids, or he has no kids, really write this down again. Like, don't do it in your head. Write it down. A lot of people put a lot of high value on certain qualities that people have, money, uh, looks, jobs, things like that are considered perceived high value qualities. And those are the biggest things that we make up stories about. Because someone has money, we think, oh, my God, I'm going to be so happy. He's going to swoop me off my feet and that whole thing again. And it doesn't mean they're the right person for you or even a good person just because they have those qualities. So when you write down in black and white, this is what I observe. And then you go on the date. I always tell my I always have my clients create what's called an emotional guidance system And that is I want them to ultimately write down what it feels like to be with a man that they want to be with because you want to stay in touch with that. Now, on a first date, you are not going to find that out. That is over time. But you do want to stay in touch with how you felt on that first date. Did you feel comfortable? Did you feel cared about? Did you feel like you were heard? Did you feel like you listened? And write those things down too. I know it sounds kind of mechanical and people might say, but it's taking out the falling in love process. The falling in love process is amazing for bonding. But ultimately in the long run, like I mentioned earlier, you want to stay in the falling in like process and you want to be real. So when you write all all these things down you can actually see again in black and white what it is that's really going on and that'll help you not create a story in your head because you can look down on that piece of paper when when I work with clients I always have them go back to this completed quality man template and we run the guy through it because does he have your deal breakers does he have red flags, which is the patterns you're attracted to. Does he have the qualities you want? Does he have the values you want? How did you feel around him? Because it really helps people see what will make them happy. Money is not going to make someone happy by itself. Looks are not going to make someone happy by themselves. It's really how you feel around someone and how the two of you work together and you know how you play and work and live and love, all of that. 
I think it's so important that you have those worksheets and I encourage our listeners to, to write these things down and that also it's one writing it down so you remember, but just the act of writing it down is like the exercise and examining, getting introspective, looking at your past, looking at what it is that you're really attracted to and just gives you a time to sort of reflect and then be like, oh, here I am. Um, I think in my head, my first reaction is that I'm attracted to this. These are all the guys or girls that I've gone after. It hasn't worked out and I can see why now and really taking that time. It'll save you a lot of time and bad relationships and, and looking around. Right. And it's one thing to hear it all here. And this is all great advice, but sometimes it does take having a second set of eyes and there are a lot of coaches out there that can help you to find love. And the key is, is to find the one that resonates with you that you feel comfortable working with because that is the fastest track for finding love at any time in your life, especially if you're struggling with it. A lot of people, a lot of, um, I've seen clients struggle for years before they came to me. They just, they, they totally struggled and their lives turned around. They found great guys because for the first time they could see who they were, their own value, number one, who they were looking for and how to find him. It's dating is not an innate skill. It's, it's something that we're not born to do. We kind of have to learn it. And there's lots of people out there that can help you do it. Yeah, especially if you've already been married and maybe this is your second time around and things are completely different than when you were dating, you know, maybe 20 years ago. Right, right. It's different. We hung out back then. It's so funny to watch dating now. People say, I know in the first 10 seconds if he's the one. That is impossible. <laughs> Most people hung out when we were young. We hung out. We didn't put this kind of pressure on ourselves looking for the perfect person there's no one perfect but there is a fit for everyone the thing is we got to be able to see it the right fit yeah i'm glad you mentioned that and i one other thing i'd like to say is don't settle you know if you're going through these things and you're just like oh this is too hard i can't find the person and you just sort of compromise on what it is you're looking for don't settle and also on the point of falling in love and, and finding the perfect person. That's another thing that personally, Sarah and I kind of experienced. It wasn't this thing where in the first 10 seconds, we knew <laughs> the other was the one. And I think that's what society and culture and the fairy tales and movies tell us is that like, you're going to spot them and you're going to lock eyes from across the room and you're going to, that's going to be the one. And I think that's a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> to put it bluntly, right. and look, maybe one in one in a thousand that happens and it works out, and and that's beautiful. But I don't think that's the way uh, relationships and life really works. And and what we found personally, and I feel like my love for Sarah is is continually growing after almost ten years together. In that. I guess in comparing that to the beginning, like some people are like from the beginning, we, it, it needs to be, we, we love each other completely and it, you're the one within 10 seconds. And that's just unrealistic. And to me instead, it's like a, a slow 
burning fire that's just going to continue to to get bigger and bigger rather than this massive explosion in the beginning and then what are you left with and and then it's just not really realistic right that is so true it is i always encourage clients i say if if man is nice give him a chance because sometimes especially for women that sudden chemistry can spark it and suddenly at like date four. But if a guy's nice, give him a chance. You never know. It could lead to something really nice. But if after date four, you're not feeling any type of attraction, then you can, you could just friend zone them. Be patient. Let it develop. All of this is really great information and we could go on all day, but now we got to move forward to the lasting love round. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? To help them improve their relationship? Really being, um, remembering their, who they are and how amazing they are. And especially with dating, when you're feeling kind of beat down, it's important every day, not from an egotistical view, but to really know your value, even in a relationship, because we look for other people to compliment us about how great we are, and it feels great, but the first compliments start within ourselves and really loving ourselves. So give yourself some good self-love every day. Is there a book or resource you could recommend for listeners who want to improve their dating life? Well, my book, <laughs> which is the, and I've had people tell me of all ages that it helped them, and that is The Winning Dating Formula for Women Over 50, which is on Amazon by Lisa Copeland. Perfect. We'll have that uh, on our show notes page for you on idopodcast.com. Is there any advice you would give newlyweds? Uh, it's been a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what it is, is, um, know that I'd say in the beginning, you are in a major, in a major bonding place together, all those hormones. And you do want to keep remembering what you like about that person because the relationship does shift from a place of those hormones to getting to know the real person and accepting the real person. You two could answer that better. You're only 10 years out. (laughs) (laughs) We've only been married two years, so I think we're still considered newlyweds. (laughs) 10 years, you've got some good tools under your belt. (laughs) (laughs) So besides knowing yourself, is there any advice you would give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Yes. You have to be persistent and consistent with dating. You need to get on on dating sites. You need to be out there in the real world getting to know people. There's a fantastic organization called meetup.com that's a great way to meet people in real life because it pulls people of similar interests together. And the other part is you do need breaks from dating. You do burn out from it. And during that time, Come back within yourself and re- remember what it is you love to do and who you are because the passions inside of you are what people are attracted to in you. It's, your, it's how you show up in the world, how you love life, and that's what people are attracted to. And when we're out there dating and you can get pounded, like I said, you kind of forget it. So take breaks and come back into that. 
great. And there is somebody out there for everyone, right? So don't give up. Don't give up and don't give up and get help if you need help. There's nothing wrong with getting help to, to be able to see them. Awesome. Well, we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners. So let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, okay. Well, I have a free report called the five little known secrets for finding quality men. It can help men and women. I've had both get it. It's all different kinds of places to meet people that you may not have even thought of. And you can find this on my site at findaqualityman.com. Our listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, Lisa, thanks so much for joining us and for taking the time to come on the show. Thanks, Chase and Sarah. It was really fun. Hi, Sarah here. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon, Amazon, or Audible.com. All the links are on the bottom of our show notes page on idopodcast.com and in the description for this episode. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes. We appreciate it so much. Thanks. Set me free with another, another, 
pra dentro da cabeça Na verdade meu compadre nada mais me interessa Viajei pela guerra e pela calma E a melhor coisa no mundo é sentir a paz na alma Neste mundo velho grande enganador Na riqueza tem tristeza, na pobreza tem amor No conforto, sofrimento, no trabalho, alegria Salve simpatia e também sabedoria Já sou Lobo, 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 beat Como, como, set me free With another, another, another beat Cover me, yeah, love 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 be to come on, come on, set me free with another, another, another be to come on, come on, cover me, yeah. Oh, no, set me free, Listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.